Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's it's almost quarter after nine. It, it's Halloween. The kids were too sugared up. But where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan where we can kind of live in misery together? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going there? How's the air up there? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You're not breathing in. You're sawing logs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Can the Steelers wake up from this snooze fest? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And before we get to it, we can we can uh, talk a little bit about the news that the Steelers didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Apparently, they were in the mix. I'm going to get the name wrong, um, so I'm not going to even try to get it right. Maybe you can get it right for the Bears cornerback. So much so that that uh, one of our own. I, 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 I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention Jeremy's name. I'm not going to. Mention do it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to call out that, that that person for doing it. That that got duped. By a by a fake account and thought the deal was done and I, I thought it was a little bit awkward when when what they duped them for was a was a third and a fifth I'm like oh so Antonio Brown um, so but apparently the Steelers were in the market but they weren't but they ended up not being uh, didn't have it come through probably was asking way too much um, the Steelers aren't going to get fleeced by the Bears the Steelers fleece the Bears it's it's just yeah. how it works so you're it's not going to it's not going to work otherwise well, i know, know some people were pro- the bears were trying to fleece them back and you know re- regain what they yeah had done to them last year so yeah yeah, exactly. And I know some people were like, "Oh, well what happened to the whole Chase Young thing that the Steelers could have been interested in?" At midseason, that's not even a position that the Steelers are worried about. I, I don't see how we would have helped, you right. know, and and everything. And so if they would have pulled the trigger, I would have been like, man, they must have a plan. Otherwise, I didn't see how it fit in the first place. I just know he was a player that Mike Tomlin liked um, from everything. But uh, as little as, as what Washington gave up for him, I'm kind of, I'm, I have a feeling that he's dealing with some bigger injury issues perhaps. But bottom line is the Steelers – did not make it. Did, were you expecting them to do anything? Not really. I wasn't really either. Was. I honestly thought there was as much of a chance that he, they could have traded somebody away as there was that they would have traded for a player. Yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, I, I wasn't sure was not, to give up. Was not surprised that the Steelers just decided to stand pat. Why? Yeah. Well, no, and honestly, I don't want them giving up high draft capital. They need it. They need, and exactly. also look at look at what the 49ers did to get Chase Young. Do you know what they gave up? One what of their projected, one of their projected at least two third round compensatory picks. They didn't even give up their own pick. Right. Yeah. So that's what they gave up reportedly uh, from that's what I heard. Um, so yeah, the Steelers didn't do anything. Not surprised. Um, like for example, like, could they have traded Dan Moore? I don't think that would have been very wise. That would have left them thin at tackle unless the tackle that they have on the practice squad that's deemed a, 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 a real up and comer. I can't remember his name. Um, was really showing out. 
uh, or if Dylan Cook was really looking great, although you know he's got a helmet a couple times this year while the Steelers were had dealt with injuries on the offensive line. But other than that, I I, I think they're better off keeping him. Um, not like I'm not saying he should start, but I'm saying they didn't have to get rid of him. To me, the Steelers made their their moves of moving on from players before the season started. So yeah. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it, no, you know, no action for that today. Not a surprise at all to me. Yeah. I, you know, was I keeping an eye out? Sure. I was keeping an eye out. Was I expecting anything? No. And I mean, there was a possibility. Another one was, was that I just saw in the live chat reminded me of a tweet that I saw that some people thought perhaps Levi Wallace would have been moved. I just don't know what you would have got for him. Uh, I, we'd, I really don't. We'd have, we'd have given somebody else a seventh yeah. round draft pick and yeah, yeah, you know to, what I mean. to take him. Um, hey, don't don't harp on Levi Wallace too much. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Wouldn't be shocked if he's the other corner with Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I, and Patrick Peterson moves to safety. Uh, that would not shock me one bit. Would not shock me one bit either. It really wouldn't. It also would not shock me if Thursday before the game, Minka Fitzpatrick goes on IR. I hope he doesn't. But if he's going yeah, to go, when, when, go when now. You watch that play. You know, it was other caught, and just the way he went down, he held that hamstring. It, he could easily miss four games if if there's any chance that he could. Just go ahead and put him yeah. there now. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to. I'm just saying I'm bracing for it. I'm bracing for it. But the right, other big because, news today. Go ahead. Um, is one kind of Shane Pickett says he's playing Thursday. No, I don't think it's totally his decision, but he says he's playing Thursday. And this is one of those things that you basically ha have to figure out how much of the pain you can handle. Not just that, how much of the pain can you, can you handle and how much does the pain inhibit what you can do, how far you can throw it, how sharp you can throw it. If, if he goes out and practice tomorrow, which is really the Steelers' only practice because they had a walkthrough today, he goes out of practice tomorrow on Wednesday and he just doesn't have any kind of – I don't want to say something for people just to jump all over him. Like, if he doesn't have any zip on the ball, he never had any zip on the ball. I, I'm not going to – I mean, I, I if his ball doesn't it. look like it normally does – then I have a feeling that the Steelers will make that call, not getting I would call it based on it being that rib type injury. I'd say any feel on the ball. Okay. Because yeah. what the, because that's what ends up happening, honestly, when you throw um, at an injury similar to that one time in baseball and just you throw it and you just lose your feel. Like I might be able to throw the baseball as hard as I could before, mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure I was throwing it as accurate as I usually was, yeah. you know, because it, 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 the motion just wasn't quite the same. Um, so I'm sure he will go, he will test out. He'll know himself mm -hmm. now whether he's honest about it or not is another thing to be said, but he'll know. Yeah, and which I think is funny that because Mitch Trubisky was set to talk to the press, and after Kenny Pickett said that, he didn't even bother. <laughs> he just didn't didn't talk to him, uh, which was pretty funny. Rich, I got to ask you a question. Did you now? Now we're going to talk about how the snooze fest part of it. Jeff Harmon brought it up on on the post game show. I know you agreed with it. The Steelers teams, they are real. 
If you weren't a Steelers fan, would you have any desire to watch the Steelers playing? No. It's boring. They really are boring. I remember, I remember as a as a what, as a teenager just being excited to watch the Steelers. What am I gonna see next? You know? Yeah, no. even <laughs> even during the down years of the well, yeah, so, some of the years, the Bubby Brister years, um and, and some of those in there. They were not this boring. Yeah. They were not this boring. And this inept through the first 30 minutes. I mean, the I mean, it seriously is like we say it's a snooze fest, but honestly, the Pittsburgh Steelers start the game by hitting the snooze button. You know, you wake up in the morning, you don't set your alarm for what time you want to get up. You set your alarm, you subtract it in either seven or nine minute increments, depending on what you have it set at, for how many times you can hit snooze before you get up. That's what you do. Or you could do what I did in college and I set my, I had my, I had my clock exactly 26 minutes fast. You're like, why did, why 26 minutes? Because to figure out what time it really was, I had to wake up enough to do some basic math which helped me wake up in the, in, the, in the first place even more. So, but but now it's like, no, you're hitting the snooze button. That's what the Steelers do. Oh, they come out, offense, snooze. You know, we're, we're, we're going to wait a little bit until it kicks back on. Oh, here comes the alarm for the second offensive drive, snooze. Nope, don't need to do anything right now. Let's let's wait a little bit further into the game. Um, you know, they hit the snooze button four times this game. Four times this game. How many times are you going to keep hitting the snooze button? So you said, actually, they hit it more than four times, but four times to start the game. <laughs> to start the game. To start the uh, game. Was, yeah. yeah. To start they the game the, is what They I hit the snooze button more than four times. Yeah. They had more than just those four. Three three and outs. Which, by yeah. the way, did you did you watch Pittsburgh that day? I I was way you behind on them. I was – no, no, listen. I was way behind on them. And as – I did not go trick or treating with my kids because my I, I'm I'm still struggling with moving because of my back. So I'm like I will man the house to hand out candy and keep the dog occupied. Sat outside and in between trick or treaters coming, I I got caught up on Pittsburgh. I didn't. I watched the Ravens one, which I hadn't watched. After well, first one I watched was this past week, and then I I'm, I I had to finish up with the with the Rams one. So I'm all caught up now. But I, I did watch this week's. First, so you saw. So you saw what they were giving out for trick or treating over at the Canada House. Yeah, they were. Um, I can't. No, because the line that I liked the most was before that the because it was the Ravens receivers receivers look like Marty McFly's hand at the enchantment and see dance. <laughs> and that's uh, what the, sits on my mind. What was that? The what, Canada, which the, the Canada which, House? Yeah, at the Canada House, they were giving out three and ats. Three and out. So, uh, you get a three yeah. and out. You get a three and you out. You get a yeah. three and out. Oh, oh well. Oh, you're dressed up as a ninja turtle. Here but, you go. Have a three and but, out. Yeah, it's 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 like they hit snooze to start the game. Can can they ever can they ever get up when the alarm goes off? Can the offense get up when the alarm goes off, or they have to heat, keep hitting snooze? But did you read the article that I had published at SteelCurdNetwork.com yesterday afternoon? 
Tell me what article. Okay, if what the it. article is? You're like you write too many articles, Dave. Well, someone has. No, to. I, I read yeah. so many articles that I don't, I don't always remember who wrote okay. what. Okay, well maybe maybe I should actually read my title because I I can't remember the title of it. I know Afton read it because she commented on it. Um, then yes, I read it because when I you read remember it, her, she was, she was the only comment on there when I read it. Yeah. Um, Man, it's already on the second page already because we've had so much stuff. But that's what happens on 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 a short week. Um, well, just think of how much oh, more stuff would the Steelers. Just much, yeah, just Go think ahead. how much more stuff would have been there if we'd have let Jeremy Betts run with things earlier today. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff started the article. Luckily, he didn't finish it. Um, um but <laughs> I was trying to get. A, a better source for him. And then I looked and I'm like, there is no better source. <laughs> no one's reporting this. Oh, that's good. It's fake. Um, but uh, here, here you go. Here's the, here's the title of the article. It says the Steelers lost the Jags. Wasn't that different from their previous two wins? Yeah. I Think about this. People. And, I'm and let right. you, you know, and, and, and my point is this, if you were fine with the Steelers, the previous two wins, the one against the Ravens, the one against the Rams, and you're ready for them to go 15-2, and two, and this team, oh, they're really getting going and everything. What happened, and, and now what happened on Sunday, so many people are like, oh, you know, Kenny's not the guy. Oh, please, never Mitch again. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying what you're saying. Oh, the Steelers just need to tear it all down. Everyone needs cut. Everyone needs fired, blah, blah, blah. It was almost exactly the same as the previous two weeks. The problem was Kenny Pickett wasn't there to bail him out in the fourth quarter. I mean, they literally scored the exact same amount of points in the first half each of the last three games. Three points. What what were the half what were the halftime scores over the last three games? Three to ten, three to nine, and three to nine. Yep. That was it. Now, against the Ravens, with that 3-10, to 10, there was nothing in the third quarter. Steelers didn't score. Ravens didn't score. But in each of the last two weeks, the exact same third quarter score. Eight for the opponent, seven for themselves. So they were down six at halftime. They were down 17-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, each of the last two games. And they were down 10-3 to three going into the fourth quarter the game before. Now, the last two games... The Steelers outscored their opponents 14 to nothing. Steelers wouldn't have had to score 14. They could have been fine with 10. But the, the two previous games, 14 to nothing. This game, the Steelers had the ball down seven. This would have been, you know, hey, Kenny Pickett, lead him down, do his Kenny Pickett fourth quarter things, go down, tie the game, give it to Mitch Trubisky. What does he do? Guys trip. Triple coverage, he sees two guys that are to the outside thinking that he's got him to the inside because he didn't see the third guy, which was the whole reason the inside, they were giving him to the inside because they knew they had help there, and he threw it right to him. So Trubisky comes through, throws the interception, very reminiscent of last year against the Ravens, and in, and then that interception ultimately turned into three points. So the Steelers had the opportunity to do a – you know, through three quarters, they were the exact same team as they were the previous two games. The only difference was no Kenny Pickett heroics in the fourth. 
because there was no Kenny Pickett. Now, I will say, those other two games, you talked about where they were. Both of those games, I said, wow, we eked them out. Great, but we need to, you know, after the Ravens went, great. We need to make improvements. Glad we yeah. won, but we we, we got to start making strides. Then they mm-hmm. play the Rams. It was the same deal. Yeah. Well, nice to get a win. They looked a little better strong. Start, better, better, start making, better, start, better start making some strides. Right. You said the fourth quarter. No. The strides yeah. I'm talking about is don't rely on fourth quarter heroics to exactly. win Exactly. Because <laughs> what happens is you get a game like this last game where if you don't get the heroics, you don't win. Exactly. And, and the thing is. Let's play football, not hero ball. If you take away the last game, if you take away the, the, the Jacksonville game, and you're looking at the previous two, those are two games where they kept hitting the snooze button basically through halftime. They managed three points. Basically, you know, that's what they did for two games. But then they but what they do, they get up, they got on their feet, they got moving. And that's and rather than focus on can we fix this snooze fest in the first half? You just after rolling it through two times of it working. What I can't remember if it was this show, the preview, or one of the other shows I do, and maybe it was on all of them. What did I say? The Steelers continually need to improve because that style of play will not get you through the gauntlet of the postseason. You might even be able to pull off one win in the postseason that way, but you're not going to pull off two or three. So that that has to improve. What did this week show? Every week you're relying that on every week. You're not making the postseason. But guess what? They played the Ravens, who right now playoff team, lead their division. They played the Rams. They're on the verge of the playoffs, even though they lost two in a row because the NFC is, you know, five hundred gets you the last the the last wild card spot right now. So they're they're not out of it yet. So, but I don't know that I'd classify them as a quote unquote playoff team. But then the Steelers played a legit playoff team. Can't keep doing that. That just goes to show that it's going to catch up to you. And, but my point is, should you have been okay with the first two? Because a lot of Steelers fans thought everything, oh, look at this team. Look at where they're going. Their record was great. You've got to love that they went along the way. But then you're going to have one like this. I'm still not panicking. Because I didn't expect them to win this game. I expected them to do what they do, but not be able to come up and not be able to, to, to come back the way they had against other teams. That's what I that's what I was expecting. So I didn't want to be right. I wanted to, I wanted the Steelers to win because I said, hey, if they can do this again, either snooze fest it and come back, or more what I was expecting, actually start off decently. Then the rest of the AFC needs to look out because the Steelers start playing 60 minutes of football like they do in the last 15, then look out. But nothing about me right now is inspired to think that the Steelers are going to play 60 minutes of football. Correct. Because we, because honestly, we haven't even seen 30 minutes of football. Yeah. And I'm talking offensively because bottom line is the defense has to play 60 minutes of football or else they have zero chance. Yep. I mean, my goodness. The Steelers gave up one touchdown on a 
I mean, Joe, Joey Porter owned up to it. It was it was him. It wasn't KZ. They talked about it today with the media. It wasn't cover two. It was supposed to be there's trying. They were trying to give a cover two look and run something else. So that KZ made the comment of, "Hey, if everyone thought it was cover two and it was my fault, then we did a good job because we because we sold it as cover two because it wasn't." And and cover two means he would have been the deep safety on that side of the field. That's not what it was. Um, I don't know if Joey Porter thought it was cover two or just missed the play. Whatever happened, one touchdown, 56 yards. Other than that, the Steelers held the field goals the rest of the game. So people that you know, everyone's upset about the yards that they had. Oh, they gave up this many yards to Trevor Lawrence, and oh, they had three receivers in the 80s and everything else. But other than one bad play when you can't take it away they had them to field goals the rest of the game so it's not 20 points should have been enough for the defense to hold the jaguars to 20 points for them to win that game and instead they lost by more than one score does the defense really have to hold the opponent to 17 points or less or 10 points or less in order to win Sorry, I'm ranting. With, with the offense right now, yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're forced to do. And unfortunately, we will never know if Kenny Pickett could have come back and won that game because he wasn't there. Yeah. And I mean, and, and we are so full of there's so many ifs from that game, is why it's so frustrating. We've got if oh, I'm gonna ask you this very first play of the game. Dante Johnson, no. Would he have broken for a touchdown? I, I have a feeling he would have been caught, but it would have been a big game. Uh, yeah, I looked at it. I figured he would have been down around the 20-yard line. Yeah, I mean, he would have, he would have, and who knows? Maybe he could have made someone miss. Maybe he would have gone the whole way. He's not generally the guy that pulls away from people. That's why he's the kind of the receiver that, that he is. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, I, and I'm if I am, that's fine. But my point is it would have been a big play, whether it would have been a touchdown or not. That play. Was it the catch or was it the throw, in your opinion? It was both. Okay. The, th- the throw was the throw was really not quite where it should have been. Uh, Kenny put just a tad too much air under it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Deontay still potentially could have, should have caught it. Like it, it, it was, it was mm-hmm. a not. Both players should look at you and say. You know, Kenny should say, well, it was not a great pass. And Deontay should say, I still should have caught it. I still think Deontay Johnson went up after that ball. Like there was a safety back there that yes, was there coming was. up to smack he him. Did. He, he there did. wasn't one, but that's no. the way he played it. But that's the way he he thought he was he was like, if I go up, there's gonna be a guy there, which you know, um that and it was, it was up there. And if it was up there and he goes up and there was a guy there, he gets jacked. Yeah. Which is part of the reason I know that's not where that ball should have been. Yeah. That, I, that's I, not, I agree. That's not a play. That's not a place you hang a receiver out on the first play of the game. You don't do that. That, that, you know, it's not drawn up that way. So the only way that happens is if the throw's not quite where it should be. Yeah. And, and my thing is, it wasn't the ball wasn't thrown right where it should have been. 
but it still should have been caught. The and the and and the receiver did have to make more of a play on it than he should have, thinking he might have been getting killed, but it should have been caught. Bottom line is a ball, a ball that's there, the receiver should feel like they could get, but yet a quarterback should be like, should should be looking at it saying, Man, I shouldn't have put that high with him going across yep. the middle. Yep. The quarterback yeah. should be saying, Man, I really missed yeah. missed an opportunity there. So yes. And um, and and you had the one to George Pickens. Was it the next drive or the third drive? The one that he was open and it just didn't. The ball took dude, forever to get I, there, and I, they came over and hit it no, away. I'd I'd finish, right? You know, I'd finish getting in on the knee jerk reaction story. What you know, finishing up when the defense had been out on the field. Mm-hmm. By the time I'd be able to look over at the at, for the offense, Presley Harvin was on the field. Yeah. So and he had a rough game. Yeah. Yes, he did. So inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, day. they, they he left a couple and yeah. shanked a couple. They just, they left too many opportunities on the field, especially early. Yep. And, and, and it was what it was. I mean, and of course we can get into this now, you know what? Let's take our break so we can get into it. Okay. Um, because we'll we'll reiterate it and we'll talk about other things that could have helped along the way that didn't go the Steelers' way throughout this game. Then we're going to turn. It's a it's a short week, so we're going to turn and talk about the Titans. So if you're with us here, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, we're not going anywhere. If you're listening to us on the audio, we'll be right back after these messages. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. We are rolling on. It's Tuesday. We got to roll because the Steelers play in two days. But we were talking about some of the missed opportunities that the Steelers had. We talked about the the, the – oh, the, I mean, we didn't even mention the touchdown, the potential touchdown, when I couldn't believe it. I was really frustrated with DeMonte KZ for bringing that ball out of the end zone, knowing, you know, with his momentum carrying to the sideline. I think he could have got you at were, least five or six were, yards. Oh, I was not happy with that at all. Like you were not happy. It did not bother me. Hmm? My first reaction was stay down until he came out, and then I thought, well, of course he came out. He's thinking, man, I can put up more yards in one play than the offense has put up the entire game. Yeah. Now he didn't, but he could have. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, one of the kids' movies, maybe the I could have ripped their throats out, but I didn't. But I could have. Sorry, it's Tracy Morgan as a bulldog <laughs> in the movie Rio. Um, but that's what. Uh, but I didn't. But I could have. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe there will could have been a return. But man, what it could have should have. I. But shockingly, I did not expect the Steelers to do anything with the ball at the two yard line, except maybe give up two points. I, I was I was bracing for the safety. Oh, I, and what I, do you know? They I get their first em- first down, and then they roll. I was not embracing for the safety. I was embracing for a short punt formation and a shankopotamus. Yeah. Yep. I expected the Jaguars if they didn't block the punt or anything. You know, I'm like, just don't block the punt and fall on and get touchdown. You know, I expected them to be getting the ball at, at about worst, the forty yard line, at the forty. Yep. <laughs> and what happens? 
Uh, second play, hit Deontay Johnson on a sideline, first first down, and rolled all the way down and almost punched it in. My thing is this. I really want to go back and look at the sequence of plays when they had the ball down there close. when they Because they, they had it in and goal to go, right? Yes. Would you like to know what they were? Because I have them memorized because it irked me a little bit. Yeah. And now was this, this was already the, the second quarter. So I know the third, it was on third down that, that they passed it and everything. Yeah. First, first um, and goal was, I want to say they were at the eight or nine. They were at the eight yard line. I got eight it up there line. now. Run it to um, Najee. Run it yeah. to Najee. He gets just inside the five. Yeah, he gets to the three. He gets three yeah. yards to the five yard line. Yep. And I'm like, okay, uh, second down, we'll run another slow developing run play that will go nowhere, which we did. And they basically and did, but it was technically a pass. Whatever. Yeah. It, just a slow developing play that gets blown mm-hmm. up. And it yep. did. That was the so, that was the shovel pass to Connor Hayward. Yeah. So that pass to Deontay was, Johnson should have been on second down. Correct. Because my, my frustration was this, is that we ran a series of three plays where only one of the three plays gave the Steelers a realistic chance At the of touchdown. finding the end zone. That, that, was, that was my thing. When Najee Harris only gets three yards was what made it questionable. Three yards is what made it questionable. If he would have only got two yards, then I'm like, you've got to throw it into the end zone in the next two plays. I expect that if you're going to throw, throw it into the end zone. And that does drive me a little bit bonkers because sometimes you're like, oh, get closer, get closer. If you're having to pass it at third down, being closer doesn't actually help. It just compresses the field of yeah. what you can do. So, yeah, I, I was with you. I was okay with the run on first down. I would have liked, if you're going to pass the ball, don't pass it behind the line of scrimmage in that case, um, unless unless it was that you had nothing else and it was – and it was uh, it was a check down after other things weren't that, open. That play, that play design works for, for that play works from the two yard line and in, not the five. Yeah, that was the wrong call. Think about that. On I mean, second and goal from the five. Wrong I'm, I'm call. thinking, wrong wasn't play. that like? It wasn't that a very similar play that was like Juju Smith-Schuster's first touchdown his rookie year. Yeah, it was running the other way though. And I've yeah. seen him run up with but it was on the one yard line. <laughs> but again, we've run on the one and two yard line, where yeah. where basically it's a run. That run with you know that pass slash run with Connor Hayward isn't going in from the five, not against the Jacksonville defense. Yeah, their 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 front of their defense is pretty stout. Pretty so stout. my and I mean, so you're going to complete a pass right in the middle where the Steelers haven't been able to run the whole game either. Yeah, right in the middle of the formation. So yeah. Um, so to me, if that pass to Deontay Johnson, this is ifs and ifs and buts. Um, but if that pass to, to Deontay Johnson was on second down, you shake it off, you come back, and you say, "Let's let's get it this time." So I, I feel, I feel like that was kind of a wasted. There was at least one wasted play in there. So, yeah, but it shouldn't have mattered. Uh, that uh, Kenny Pickett can't miss that pass. I mean, does Deontay get any more wide open on that play? Yep. And they he just not. He, what, and, I think and, the, I think Deontay Johnson did the right thing and Kenny Pickett thought he was going to do something else. But what yep. the, but we what Deontay Johnson did was better. Yeah. 
So let's let's yeah, get back to what it. What Deontay okay, did was, was better. I think Kenny thought he would maybe just hook up in the end zone, but Deontay saw the, the middle linebacker vacating, so he just kept kept coming. Don, again, I'm not even sure what's designed how what was designed. Maybe it was designed he was to keep coming. I don't know. But honestly, as a quarterback, you, you can't you can't miss a guy that bad when he's that open. Yeah. You can't. Yep. But Something else that's kind of creating the snooze fest for the Steelers, and honestly, the snooze fest around the NFL. We we're going to bring it up. It's not why the Steelers lost, but we'll just say it didn't help them. It didn't help them to try to give them a better chance to win. And that is, nothing infuriates me more when the third team on the field is noticeable. I mean, ultimately, what you want from officials in a game is to not even realize they're there. Doesn't mean they're not calling anything. It means when things are penalties, they're called penalties. And when they're not, they're not. I'd like nothing more than to forget who was officiating the game. I'm not a, I'm not forgetting that head official. And I'm definitely not forgetting that side judge. Yeah, that not only did she call the the offsides on the field goal, then she was also trying to call the runner down adamantly until the back judge ran in and said, "No, no, no, you're wrong. It's it's their ball." Yep, and and it ended up being closer than what I thought it was. I, I thought it wasn't even close, but she was trying to be adamant about him being down. She didn't have a good view, so the the mystery of the the call on the field goal. Now, did you see the picture floating around on socials that has the line out there? Yes. I want to tell you, I believe that line is slightly off. Do you want to know why I believe that that line is slightly off? Why is that? Because if you look where the line is lined up, yes. if the official is actually where they're supposed to be. I'm assuming they are, because if they weren't, then it's really a problem. Then the line should go right basically between the official's legs, and it did not. I So I don't know that the Jacksonville player was egregiously offsides, but I would say they were in the neutral zone as much as any any offensive player could have been. So yeah. even though it was, it, it was off slightly – even when you corrected it, because I tried to correct it with my own piece of paper, it, it, it still worked. It just wasn't quite as much. Here's here's the issue I have with that call. Okay, and Makes actually, sense. Here, here, here's the <laughs> issue. No, here's the issue I have with the officiating in the NFL in general. I am starting to feel that I do not want to place as much blame on the officials themselves. Yep. My issue is with the NFL. The NFL, between their rule book and their memos out to the officials, they are micromanaging the officiating. Yep. They're trying to micromanage their way into perfection and all they're creating is chaos. Correct. Yes. Is more imperfection. Yeah, by trying to create more perfection. Okay, the NFL—they've gotten too crazy on too many definitions of their rules. Okay, 
too, too, there's too much. Okay. We, there were a lot of folks not happy with the roughing the passer call against the Steelers and the non roughing the passer calls against the Jaguars. And I believe they have every right to be, but the issues there are the same. It's the league micro trying to micromanage the officiating to say to the point where it's like, well, this is, and this is, and this, you know, point, point things out to the officials. These are the things we got to watch for. Okay. But what you've done then is you force the officials to really focus in on that part of the rule and they're missing the other parts of the rule. See, yeah. And well, what for, I think yeah. is going on too is there's the NFL's putting too much into the rules. Define what you call roughing the passer very quickly, very easily, put it to the officials, let the officials discuss amongst themselves as officials, not the NFL. Then what how do you they actually interpret regular? that rule? And then let them call it. And then, Rich, honestly, yeah, you know, it's too much. You know, this thing on the field goal. You know why that was called, right? Because, because that of the tush that has been brought up as a point of emphasis because of the tush push. Okay. Which I hate that and name, by the way. <laughs> okay, then call it the the brotherly the brotherly shove, shove right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So the week before in the Eagles game, Eagles Miami, you know, they end up calling egregiously, ironically, offsetting penalties on one of those plays. Now, mm -hmm. the player from Miami, the nose tackle, obviously hands out in the neutral zone. It lined up in the stance. Should have been a flag on them. They offset and said that the left guard's hand was, you know, was also lined up in the neutral zone. And that was wrong. It was the center, and the center is allowed to put both hands in the neutral zone. Yeah. So they didn't even see it. They, they were like, oh, wait, the, the left guards was too. No, it was not the left guards. It was the center. So see, they, they can't even begin to see in there properly. Yeah. Yet we're, yet we're the NFL is trying to make a point of emphasis on it. So officials are feeling they have to call things. Now they're looking for things and seeing things that aren't necessarily there. Why? Because they've been told to look for it. Yeah. And okay. and not only that, see, how many times have you seen that called on a field goal? I don't I don't remember ever seeing the call. Uh, Coach Tom's yeah. doesn't remember. My goodness, this goes back with, with Jeff Hartman and I, not on the same team, but you know, our our adult church softball league. There's one official, one umpire in that league. Every time you had him, you could expect a crazy call based on an obscure rule that he wanted to pull out of his pocket because he wanted right, to, to look to like show. he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I'm like, you're exactly. he's because he wanted to interject himself into the game. And I would call him out on it because most of the time he was wrong um, because that's just what it, what it was. But you always, you were just waiting for him to interject himself into, a, into the game where he didn't need to interject himself at any time. And how, I mean, how many times do I even get it now where it's it's funny because the Steelers haven't given me a lot to cheer about, but what was it? What was the game? I can't remember. I don't think it was Houston. I, I think it was one that Steelers won. They're like, did the Steelers win? I'm like, yeah, but you didn't cheer at all, dad. We didn't hear you yelling. Well, because it was on a play where I have expected a penalty to be called every time. How many times do I not even – here for a touchdown 
because I'm waiting for a penalty call. It happens in the stadium. It happens if you're waiting for a penalty call. You're waiting for the review. You're waiting for anything else. I, I can't even get excited about a touchdown when it happens because I'm thinking, what's going to happen where it's not actually a touchdown? Look, the league office needs to stop during the season sending memos out to the fish, officials saying, hey, we need to look out for or watch out for these types of things. Okay. Because when that goes out to people, then what it is, they start looking for and they start finding because why they want to find them. Yeah. Because they want to be able to turn around and say to the boss, in quotes, mm -hmm. oh, look, you said to do this. And look, I did. You know what the rule book actually says? When in doubt, it's not a penalty. Yep. Just like when in doubt, it's not a catch. It literally says, if it, if you're not sure that it is a catch, it's an incompletion. Which, is, right. which isn't what they do anymore. And also, when in doubt, if you're not, you know, I said this about the second penalty on James Pierre. Because I went back, they never showed it on TV. I rewound it a bunch of times. Watched it during the commercial. That's what happens because the game was actually on in my area and it wasn't on. I didn't have to watch it on Sunday ticket. And and I, and I already talked about this some. And it was he he made the contact in the first five yards. During that contact, the player stumbled. The player goes around him, continuing continuing to stumble. To regain his footing. You ever do one of those? The older you get, the more like you are. You ever see somebody that takes forever to fall? Where you just see them. Our our, our, our oldest sister has a has a story about this, you know, holding on to her daughter's head. Like you're like running for forever, trying not to fall. And then you do. That's kind of what the, what was going on with the with the receiver. James Pierre wasn't touching him anymore. But the official sees something and they assume that he did yeah. it, so they throw the flag. The same with his first pass interference penalty, which wasn't called by the closest official, was called by somebody else far away that had a different angle that thought, oh, he must have hit him when he wrapped around him. You didn't see him hit him. You're assuming that he hit him. Yeah, you, you think you assume that he hit him because why you see the player going to, towards the ground and the other player coming over top. The problem was that player chose to go to the ground on their own. Yeah. To try to catch the ball. Yeah. And oh, it was it just, yeah. Uh, oh. So it, but, it's, uh, and look at these examples of what they're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to anticipate the penalty. You're supposed to anticipate that it's not, unless something clear and obvious shows you that it is. People, that, why do you think TJ Watt, people talk about TJ Watt getting held, TJ Watt getting held, TJ Watt getting held. I agree. But you know what? Some of those actually aren't holds because if a player does a rip move to try to rip away with the player's arm and the and the offensive player's arm stays in place and doesn't let him rip, it could come wrap around him and up around his throat and everything else, and it's actually not a penalty. Now, it doesn't happen every time that that's not called with T.J. Watt, but sometimes it does. And therefore, they don't call it sometimes when they see it unless they – they specifically saw the TJ Watt didn't do a rip move. Yeah. Well, did you see the one the one on on Watt this week? Mm -hmm. uh, again, I don't know how it doesn't get a, this doesn't get a flag. TJ Watt starts to break away. The player, two hands, mm -hmm. 
grabs him by the bicep. Yeah. And pulls him. Yeah. And, and that's not a, that's not yeah. called a hold. It's just yeah. like I'm like, okay, but we're worried about throwing the flag if a guy's helmet's an inch and a half into the neutral zone. But that's okay. You know, because that, they that, could call it every play, so they don't. But you know what? If they called those early in a game, guess what people would do? Stop, Stop doing, doing it. it. If they exactly. with people, you know, when the tackles on passing plays are lined up in the backfield really bad. They kept pointing it out the first week in season on the opening game. Really bad lined up in that in the backfield. If you start calling it early, they'll stop. And I know sometimes they'll be like, well, we don't want to call a penalty on every play. Well, you basically are. You know, you're you're taking things that are actually penalties. You know, you know when you, you know the 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 not set play that was called on on uh on Deontay Johnson, which was the same official that called and it was the, correct. The, the, yeah. He was as he, before they threw the flag. They because they snapped it the because he was still setting his feet because he was turning the official to see if he was on the line. That's what wide right. receivers do. And it was literally he brought attention to himself, where she threw the penalty flag. But it, it, it's little things like that. And you know how many times a, re a receiver is still setting his feet and asking the official if they're okay because they're asking the official and it's snapped. They don't throw the flag. That actually happens a lot. But it could be called an awful lot more. The question is, why call it sometimes another time? It's we need to get back to talking about the Steelers because we could talk about the problem. Well, let, me just, let me just bring it bring up one last yeah. thing because it's actually not even about the Steeler game. So th this whole thing with the officiating has gotten so bad. Uh after the Steeler game, I was trying to watch the Seattle Cleveland game. Uh-huh. And I felt it was almost equally as bad. I turned it off mm -hmm. and watch any more football. Sunday night football came along. I didn't turn it on. I didn't watch because it. I was because I was tired of it. Tired of Monday watching night, the officials just constantly night, set things up. Monday night football happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. What the NFL is going I actually kind of like not the going Lions. to realize I is not is not that they're going to start to see impacting is what they're doing is this. I will always watch the Steelers because I'm a Steeler fan. But if if the I'm going to call it the product, okay? And it's a product that is is coming becoming the way it is partly because of the officiating. If the product continues the route that it's going, the only thing they're going to get from me is watching the Steelers game when typically I'm a person you that watch would watch any NFL football game I could get my eyes on. Especially since you didn't need to go sit in the woods on Sunday because uh, because of Saturday. That's right. <laughs> I had to bring that up somehow. That was a nice one, Rich. <laughs> you going to have another one to put back there on the wall behind you? I will. He will hang back here on the wall with this one. Same yeah. Yep. Dealers black and gold. There you go. That's so, a way to do it because that, that was a nice one. Um, so... Um, but, you know, it, it, the whole idea now that it, it, it's getting so frustrating with the officiating, watch it, not just Steeler games, all games, that I'm now starting to turn it off. Yeah. If that starts happening from more and more people, the NFL is going to end up with a real problem. Yeah. Now, the networks are the ones that are going to notice it first because viewerships are going to go down which then means they're not going to be getting the advertising money they're wanting 
which then means it's not worth what they're paying the NFL. But we'll see if or when that happens. But it is becoming unwatchable. And and Coach KT Smith actually wrote that in an article he did on Behind the Star. On behind the steel curtain to nope. earlier today, steel curtain network. I'm sorry, not behind the steel curtain network. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm reading steel curtain across the top of our yeah. screen, and I'm I'm like, yep. Oh, I, I keep that too. And he said that someplace in his article, he says, "Make the NFL is becoming unwatchable," and I had to go in and comment about it because, to me, I was like, "So it's not just me." Yeah, it's not just me. And so I'm like, okay, if 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 coach is saying that too, there are going to be a lot of other people out there that are going to start feeling that way. And I really hope it doesn't come to that because what I worry is that the NFL is taking what they had as a good prop product and they're micromanaging it into a mediocre product. Stop. Stop doing yeah. it. They, uh, I'm serious. They do not want to become college football because that's why I can't watch college. Football. See, it's funny because because that's what Jeff says. He doesn't like college football because he doesn't. It's a, he thinks it's too much of a watered down product, but but he doesn't think the product is as good for whatever reason. The NFL is turning into a product that's not as good, and it's not because of the players. Yes, it's because of that third element of the game. So we've gone out on that for for a bit. I'm going to ask you one quick question. Okay. Yes. We're going to talk about the real quick. I'm going to just a quick question. The roughing the passer caught on. It was Keanu Neal, correct? Yes. The roughing the passer that was not called on Kenny Pickett. We're going to say just the one where he was injured. Those two plays. Here's my question. Should they wait, wait, wait till I get the whole thing out? Don't jump in on for an answer too soon. Should they have both been called penalties? Neither been called penalties or swapped, where the one that was called shouldn't have been and the one that wasn't called should have been? I'm going out on a for, – for a Dave answer and saying it's none of those. Okay, okay. what is it? It, it? It's kind of one of those. I don't. I didn't know there was another option. I thought I gave there you every option. <laughs> no, you did not. Okay. Because actually I thought it was you that brought this up to me. If the first one was a flag, then, then the, the second, second one has to be a flag. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, okay, you know, I got extra bad for the one then on Kenny because the okay, first one was a flag. Because of the first one. So my question is if they didn't call the first one, are you okay that they didn't call the one against where Kenny got hurt? Um I don't want to say I'd be okay, but I'd be a little more understanding. Bottom because line what is I'd be, what mm-hmm. I'd be seeing is that this officiating crew is allowing the players to play and decide the game on the field. Yes. This crew made it obvious very early in the game that that's not how they were going to call it. So then you better not be missing calls as bad then as not calling the one yeah. when Kenny got hurt. Yep. That to to me that that's then why this officiating crew was so god awful. Yeah. Personally, uh my answer is neither. I know some people aren't gonna like that, but if I if I take off my black and gold goggles, it should have been neither. 
But if the first one was the second one, because the second one was worse than the first one, yeah. I still wouldn't draw the line in between them. I'd still draw the line where they're where they're both in the neither category. But if you're throwing the flag on the first one, if you're throwing the flag on the first one, out then, on the second one, then then that one and the play before it should have both been flagged. Mm-hmm. Which honestly. I believe the one where the guy was a, a little bit later, and yeah. I thought he came a little high with a clothesline. Yeah. Yep. So that's me. Um, I didn't think even the one that that, that hurt Kenny. You don't want to. Th- too many times I've seen officials drop flags late because a quarterback was hurting, but Kenny's not going to get that call anyway. But oh my goodness, if that would have been Tom Brady last year and he would have acted like he was hurt, they'd drop the flag and then he'd jump up like he's fine. Yes. But they would drop a flag because he was hurt. Um, but you're not going to get that right now. So let's let's stop talking about the officials. Let's talk about Thursday because oh my goodness, we're running way over. But that but that's right, because it affects our Steelers games, it affects all the games. And it's just bad. And it's not that it's all aimed at the Steelers. If if you're if you're convinced it's aimed at the Steelers. Then you're just not paying attention to everything else because it's not. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's it's overregulated. It's government. It's it's, it's micromanaged. <laughs> it's government. It's what our government yeah. has become yeah. versus what it started. You, you've got to have your hand in everything, and therefore nothing is done very well. Which is the, the definition of micromanagement. Exactly. So. Exactly. So Thursday night. You're going to be there. Kyle's going to be there. You and Kyle are going to be there. Dad and his son are going to be there. Be there. Our brother-in-law. Our brother-in-law, Jamie, and my nephew, Warren. They're going to be there. going to be there. Yep. So I guess I'm doing knee-jerk because everyone else is gone. Yes, you are. Of course I am. Um, And then Jeff and I will be on the post-game show. I We were there the last time they put the games on Thursday night, right? Dilly dilly. Yeah. So it's funny because Sherry Richards said officiating has become like PFF. <laughs> My PFF <laughs> article got pushed till tomorrow it's, it's because kind of, of all the content we have to get out this week. Um, who do you think had the top PFF score on offense for the Steelers? Probably somebody I didn't notice all that much. James Daniels. Oh no, he didn't do very good. Okay, this was one because I, you know, so I one offensive lineman towards the top. An offensive lineman was second. And you're not going to believe it was. Uh, please don't say that it was Mason Cole because he wasn't very. good. Oh no, he was next to last. Okay, he got yeah, that right. He was not very good. Uh, probably going to be Dan Moore Jr. Actually, it was Chuk's core for it. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, okay. man, Juke's way up there. Well, I didn't. I, um, I didn't hear or notice a whole lot of that either. And yeah. sometimes when you're an offensive lineman, not being noticed <laughs> for good or bad is good. So. More, more had a low pass blocking grade, yeah. but it's funny. Broderick Jones was actually top five in his five snaps. He was barely above sixty, which is the average. He had a good pass blocking score. But he only passed block on one play. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. But no, you want to know who had the top score? I don't believe this. Kenny Pickett had the top PFF score. 
with what the Steelers. A, a 61.3 cuz oh, I no. mean, really it, it was, was 76 no. 76.8 he was the 10th he was ranked 10th in overall score among quarterbacks for the week like fractions of a point behind Will Levis Kenny Pickett who threw, who threw first four touchdowns first half of that game yeah that just tells you right there PFF is smoking crack yeah so to me, I'm not, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say that Kenny was bad. But I wouldn't say that he was the best offensive player on the field for the Steelers in the first half because we got first half Kenny Pickett again. Yeah, we only had you first know? half Kenny Pickett who, who, who threw zero touchdowns. And you're saying he was right behind Will Levis who threw four touchdowns for the yep. Titans? Yep. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I, uh, again, I am serious. I a joke. Hold on, hold on. I'm bringing it up here again. This was week eight, single game. Um, number one was Dak Prescott. Uh, two was Kirk Cousins. Three was Joe Burrow. Four was Josh Allen. Five was Jared Goff. Six, Trevor Lawrence. Seven, Tyler Heineke. Eight, Derek Carr. Nine, Will Levis, Levis with the 77.9. Oh, there's a little bit more of a gap there. Sorry. There was a little bit more of, the, of a gap there in the overall score. Because uh, he was 77.9, and then, you know what? They they, they didn't have – um, they changed scores again because they added um, they added Jalen Hurts. They did not have – no, wait a second. Jalen Hurts isn't there. Oh, you know what? It's sorting it by the wrong number. It's sorting it by the wrong number. Yeah, and then it's Kenny Pickett. Sorry. I, I was sorting by passing grades, not overall offensive grade. Prescott, Allen, Cousins, Burrow, Lawrence, Goff, Heineke, Carr, Levis, Pickett. In the offense, in the in the overall offensive grades. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk some more about Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday. Here's, here's what it, this game is going to be simple. It comes down to the Steelers doing this because honestly, it comes down to what the Steelers do on defense. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the Steelers can do anything on offense. So uh, the Steelers are going to have to do two things. They have two people they have to stop. Yeah. If they can stop two people, they can win the game. Yeah. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. Stop those yeah. two guys, yeah. you probably win the game. It's funny. Jeff and I do the X Factor article before every game. No one reads it. But <laughs> He always picks an offensive person or group, and I so therefore I'm stuck doing defense because we always go opposite side of the ball. If I were to pick the two X factors going into this game, it would honestly be Kenny Pickett and Minka Fitzpatrick. And then they were the two guys that were knocked out of the last game. Right. Because the Steelers need to start better on offense. And with a rookie quarterback, thinks throwing four touchdowns in his first game, coming into a second game, that would have been prime pickings for Minka Fitzpatrick to say, oh, you want to just do it deep to DeAndre Hopkins? I'll make a splash play. Yeah. You know, because I think Minka could have suckered a a quarterback in a second NFL start into at least one interception because that's what Minka does. And Minka's not playing. So that's a big concern for me. All right. So here, here's here's some of what it comes down to. So um, the Steelers, how do our inside linebackers play? The the trio of 
of uh, Holcomb, Roberts, and Alexander. Who I thought um, weren't bad last week. I, I did not. Roberts, yeah, man, his pass right. rush was up there, man. He had a sack um, and a half. I'll tell you what, Roberts, to me, that guy, I like a lot. And he he could have a big impact in this game. Yeah. You, you um, just got to put him in the right situations. Yeah. Um, they, just like Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander sucks against the run. He's good against the pass. Roberts I can see those three guys being able to potentially do what they need to do and contain Derrick Henry, who has not been Derrick Henry like so far this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, to me, the bigger question is actually going to be um, what do the Steelers do with Hop, Hopkins just because our inability to stop passing games. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is part of the reason the defense, because uh, I, I don't want to let the defense totally off the hook for giving up twenty points. Because honestly, the defense shouldn't have given up twenty points. How many, how many third and longs are we going to give up to this past week to tight end? You know, I mean that that, well, was, gave that up, was kind of rush. Uh, they that gave up two third downs in bad penalties that resulted in field goals that would not have been field goals if they were not called. Correct, but we also we also allowed some drives to continue. That again, the 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 defense when they get into third and seven or more, they've got to find more ways to get off the field. We're not getting off the yeah. field consistently enough. So, um, yeah. you know, what, do, now here's the question: Do I think Joey Porter Jr. can cover DeAndre Hopkins? Do you think Joey Porter Jr. can cover DeAndre Hopkins? Steelers haven't let us see enough of Joey Porter Jr. yet for me to know that he will. But he is the starter now. They confirmed it. Um, let, let me tell you this. Yeah. I don't will know Levis anyway. throws, <laughs> will, Levis, will Levis throws four touchdowns for the in, in the Titans last game, three of them to DeAndre Hopkins, okay? If Joey Porter is covering him straight up, that doesn't happen. Yeah. He maybe gets one. Yeah. So, you know – I, I, I want to be cautiously optimistic that the Steelers could get things right there, but the question is going to be, can they get things right enough against the Titans offense to hold them low enough that the inept Steelers offense can score enough points to win? Yeah, that's yeah. that's thing. But to me, honestly, you know who I think is going to. If you're saying you got to stop Hopkins and Hopkins and Henry, I think the Steelers are going to probably let Derrick Henry run on them as long as they don't give up the home run run. And I bet you I wouldn't be shocked to see Derrick Henry have 120 yards. Yeah, and they're not going to. In order for them to try to keep Hopkins. From killing them. Yep. Probably. Uh, that would not shock me. I'm not saying that that will be their game plan, but that game plan would not shock me. Okay. Because, see, the thing is, Hopkins is, I mean, my goodness, he had 140 yards against Indy. He had 128 against Atlanta. What did he have the week in between? 20. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you just don't, you just don't know. My thing is, there's there's several factors coming into play here. Um, wow, my screen just went black and came back. Did I go away for you at all, or was it just me? You did not, <laughs> but you've been kind of slowly breaking okay. a little here and there. All so. right, sorry. 
to me, this comes down to a quarterback in his second start. He was just out there, you know, nothing to lose in the first start. In the in the first start, the, the Titans were on the verge of selling the farm. Then he says, "You know, this is my chance to go out there. I'm just going to do it." Now there's tape on him. You yep. don't know how much they can study the tape. One, there's now there's tape on him, and two. Rookie quarterbacks, short week on the road. Second start. Unless he is, how do I say it? Unless he's not really, I would say not, he's either not smart enough or so smart that he doesn't even let that phase him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got to be one extreme or the other. I don't we're, we're going to find out if Will Levis is Andrew Luck like or not, mm -hmm. because Luck, Andrew Luck was always the guy that I felt as a rookie that that defied rookie stuff. Play. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Um, we're going to find out. Yeah. So, so Rich, we're going to find out up close and personal. Yeah. So, I'm. Do you want to say anything else before we get the scores? We're really far behind, but I don't want to cut you short either. I, I just. I, I want to put it here because I don't want to put up my closing closing thoughts. Okay. So um, I'm going to be at the game. Um, mm -hmm. For any of you who are out there listening, not yet, Wes, old <laughs> enough to remember college basketball before the implementation of a shot clock. Mm -hmm. Think about those games and if you hear something start at the Steelers game on TV on Thursday night that reminds you of that time of I know what basketball is it I didn't know don't you say okay you say. I want you to know that will have originated from myself from, sec from section five. What 539. is it? 539. 539. 539. That's where it will have started. Can I say it? Or are you going to say it? I'm not going to say it. I'm going can to I say it? To see if, no, I want to wait and see if I get to implement it, and then we can say it next week. Okay. A little tease but there. It's, if you want to, it, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was going to say it is something that kind of has to go with the, the title, title of the show. show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so. – all right, so Rich, give us your score. I'm, hey, I'm going to give mine tonight too because there's no preview. No? Um, well, let's see. Ready? Um, no real scientific thought to this, but there is some thought to this. I'm going to say um, Titans 28 on four touchdowns thrown by Will Will Levis and mm -hmm. um, the Steelers 17. Okay. What I'm going to go with, see, before this past Sunday, this I was like, the Steelers can lose to the Jaguars. They just need to beat the Titans. The Titans weren't able to figure out what was going on with them and everything. Then the Steelers didn't win. It's not like they played much different other than not having Kenny Pickett. Now you don't know what kind of Kenny Pickett you're going to have or if you have for sure. You don't have Minka Fitzpatrick and all that other stuff. But you still have a quarterback. You still got a team traveling on a short week with a rookie quarterback. And also, if you go back through 2006, you can go all the way back to 1996, but because it was 10 years ago, they didn't have them. 
to where the Steelers host games on Thursday night. All right? The Steelers are 8-1 and one with the only game they lost in there as the Scobie debacle that the Steelers basically had won until Scobie continued to screw it up. There's something about Thursday. That's why part of me was was like uh, going as bad. Not only do they do they win on Thursday night, the last two times they played at home on Thursday night, they have put up 92 points in the in their last two home Thursday night games. Was There's something that, about was that her, was, uh, was one of those the Titans? One of those was the Titans, 40 to 17. Was the Falcons. No, no, no. Was on Thursday Falcons? night, it, it was the Panthers. Panthers. 52-21. Yeah. So it's something about the Steelers on Thursday night. And I got a nice score with both teams scoring in the teens. And then I got to thinking, you know what? Sometimes because it's Thursday night, might not even be as much as the Steelers' offense being all right, but it might be that the, 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 the other team's defense isn't quite ready yet either. But it's not much to plan for if you think about it. But think about this. If the Steelers can connect with one of those two passes, if not both of them, early in that game against Jacksonville, something about being at home on Thursday night, I just I have a feeling that we're going to have a whole different tune come next week. You ready for this one? 27-21 Steelers. That's my score, and now I'm looking for everybody else's. It has now been put in the live chat. Dave, I'd love to say I'd agree with you on that one, but I'm kind of, uh, you know, they haven't proven they can do that yet. I have a hard time saying you can when you haven't. Yeah, but at the same time, my point is I've been following the trends. Why didn't pick them to pick the, ja the Jaguars? Following the trends. Yeah, that's why I. That is why I picked them to beat the Ravens. You know, a game that they trend. shouldn't have won. You mean the Thursday night trend? You're following that? Well, although they haven't played on Thursday night since 2018 at home. That's, that, that, that's a. But uh. but it's just something that they do. It's kind of like the Steelers play. You know, that, if you're following that trend, I'm going to make my prediction next week using the Ouija board. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But 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 see, but my point is, what's going to happen? What did the Steelers do against the Ravens? They won that game after they got crushed by the by the Texans. Okay, right, get the score. That's just kind of what they do. And this is with it being a Thursday night at home. I think that the the Titans have a tall order coming to Pittsburgh. I think it's it's working against them. So I'm going with it. There's a reason the Steelers are favored, even though it's at home. All right, uh, so here we go. Thomas oh, Riley. Thomas Riley. We missed him last week, didn't we? Hey, he, he, gave his, he gave it on the preview. He oh, said, sorry, he? I missed Tuesday. Oh, and he did. Yeah. I think it was 17-17. This time he's got 24-24 as the tie. Okay, Afton Ford has has 28-14 Titans. Uh, Steel Dog 88. Sorry, Steel Dog, to see that you got eliminated from the from the from the survivor. There's only there's only 13 people left. Um, 32-30 Steelers. See, he's thinking it's going to be high scoring. For The Steelers at some point this year are going to have a high scoring game, and it's going to be when we don't expect it. That's why I'm thinking, when, when else better than Thursday night at home? Because you and Kyle are going to be there. They're going to do it for you. Um, yeah. I have faith in you. I don't have faith in the Steelers, Rich. I have faith in you. Okay, Thomas Potts has, has what is that? 21-3 Titans. Brian Brown says uh, Steelers 26-20 uh, because they're offsides on an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I had to read it. That was pretty good. Uh, Gavin Anthony says 24-20 Titans. Steelers-Pittsburgh says 17-10. That's Steelers because you didn't put a team. Jerry Cherryband says Steelers 24-17. And he says Rudolph throws two TDs. Uh, State of the Steelers has 23-16 Steelers. Tyler W. has Steelers 24, Titans 13. Outside Steelers fan has good guys 14-7. John Myers, 16-14 Steelers. Christopher 11. Had to put it in there again because he was early. 27-11 Steelers. John Funker says 24-14 Titans. Kyle Smith has 23-14 Steelers. And it skipped on me. Um, uh, Wes says he's probably on something. Why'd why that go away? Because because okay. you said it skipped, so I'm trying to bring it up. <laughs> no, it just meant that I had to refocus. Um, he says that he could be on something, but it's uh, 26-13 Steelers. Um, do, 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 looking for more scores. Gabriel Golden has 26-20 with him in attendance. There you go. Hey, Gabriel. Woo. Gabriel was Gabriel had had. A, I think he had my tickets last year to Cleveland. I think it was when you were there. Um, I think so. Sherry Richards, nineteen seventeen Steelers. Evgeny Crosby, twenty three fourteen Titans. So it's just see, and that's the thing. I give you my honest opinion of what I think is going to happen. Not from a Homer perspective and like being accused of, if you don't pick the Steelers, then you aren't really a fan. Yeah, that's a terrible take. That's a really bad take. Um, more informed people like we have on our show don't say those kind of things. Um, I, I, I'd give you my honest opinion of what's going to happen. So... I let's. I can't remember if, if I. Could if you really want me, if you really want me to play the trends, like you were playing the Thursday night trend, then mm -hmm. I have to turn around and say the Steelers win, because in the last year and a half they haven't lost when I've been in the stadium. That's why I, that was part of it, Rich. That's why I said it's going to be for you and Kyle. <laughs> However, you know, Kyle's been on a good streak lately, but. Kyle was on a really bad streak there for a while. Is he going to start a new one? Uh, Crow 74 says Steelers 10, Titans 24. Um, Russ says I missed his. Um, he said that we missed his. It was 28-17 Steelers. Okay. And Wes is throwing out his – he says if the Steelers win, that's his prediction. But if they lose, they lose bad. I think you're right, Wes. I think if the Steelers lose, it's going to be bad. Because the Titans, the Titans aren't as good a team as the Jaguars, and it's going to take a good team for the Steelers to lose a close game, or Kenny Pickett to be knocked out of the game. And in this case, it was both. Um, that they, they, they just find a way in those games. That more often than not, that they'll find a way to win those. So what? What? Look at the Steelers' three losses: blowout, blowout. Pickett wasn't there to save the offense. But I'm like, he should have had him in there to save the offense. He should have been doing better in the first half. Or unless exactly. PFF said he was – or or if it was the PFF, he did great in the first half. Hey, he almost doubled their point. He almost totaled their points in the first half of the two games combined until they took away Boz's field goal. Think about that. That that would have been a lot. But, I mean, we're still looking at one. Rich, do you think the Steelers get a first-quarter touchdown this game? They've only had one offensive first-quarter touchdown all season. That was a bomb. 
I'm going to cheer if the Steelers can get a first down in the first quarter this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares about scoring a touchdown or a field goal? Just get a first down. Yeah. Yep. All right, Rich. We're way over. Um, just so you all know, there's we're things were a little bit compressed. The YouTube shows really aren't all that different, except the preview is replaced by the post-game show. Um, my I think I might have said it before. Um, no, I, I said on the on the press conference recap. My my stat geek Thursday morning would also be my my last minute thoughts because it's game day. So I'm kind of blending those two shows together for Thursday morning to kind of give you some of the information I would give you for both. Um, other than that, we're rolling through. Uh, the content on the uh, content on the website's a little bit compacted, but uh, we'll get you some good game day stuff with staff picks and all that other good stuff. The injury report tomorrow will be the key because that's the only time the Steelers are practicing. So, Rich, what do you want to say here tonight to close us out? All right, quick closeout. You know what? Steelers, up and down season in terms of wins, losses, where I'm happy, where I'm not happy. You know, consistency. Would like to see a little better consistency out of this team. But I'm going to get the chance to go see it firsthand. Uh the last time I was there firsthand, it was not a super pretty game for the Steelers, but they won it anyway against the Browns. Hoping to get a repeat against the Titans on a Thursday night in Acrisure Stadium. I'm going to be there. Who else is going to be there? Can't wait. Wait.